if you're legitimately trying to grow your show, you need to be a guest on other podcasts in your particular niche. Because listen, every show you go on or every time you listen to a podcast, what happens at the end on 99% of the shows that you're on, you always hear it. That guest has an opportunity to give a plug for their show, for their website, for their business, whatever it may be, right? It's your chance to promote yourself. And the entire episode is really a chance to promote yourself. So, you know, the funny thing is I did two live events earlier today, and we kind of talked about this offline. And one of them was in a podcast marketing group. And, you know, one of the things we talk about, or at least that, that I was mentioning in there is that, you know, I bring a guest on my show and it's awesome because the people that are going to listen to my show because of that individual, I may have just gained a, a couple more subscribers, right? But at the same time, that person who's coming on as a guest on my show is getting out to my entire audience. You're listening to the Rich State of Mind Show, the podcast made to make you the total package in the entrepreneurial world and give you what we call a rich state of mind. If you are here looking to learn about real estate investing, marketing, elevating your business, and developing your mindset to get to the next level, then you are at the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join our community on richstateofmind.com. Now here's your host, Anthony Ritchie. Hey everybody, welcome to a bonus episode of Rich State of Mind where we're talking about taking your podcast to the next level with Mike Cavagioni. He was on episode 13 about a year and some change ago and he's back again. And we're talking about his business, Edit Pods. Uh, Edit Pods pretty much, and you probably guessed it, edits your podcast. And this is a big deal because one of the first things a podcaster is looking to do is outsource you know, their responsibilities so that they can work on other things within their podcast business or maybe other th- other responsibilities that they have uh and so mike kind of bridges that gap and uh we also talk about other tips that can help you build your listeners or build a better relationship with your listeners that you currently have so cool episode he also has a master class coming out november 27th so we wanted to get this out as soon as possible uh so i hope you enjoy and thank you for listening Hey, Mike, thanks for coming back to the Rich State of Mind podcast. It's been about a year since uh, you've been on this podcast, and I think since I've been on, on yours. So a lot has passed. Uh, it was on episode 13, I believe. So if you could, please uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to. So uh, this time I have my mic hooked up properly, <laughs> so it's not going to sound like crap so people can actually hear me. Uh, so anyway, hey, I'm, I'm Mike Cavagioni. I'm the, the host of the Average Geo Finances podcast. Uh, I'm also the owner of editpods.com, which is one of the things we're going to talk about today, which, you know, about podcasting in general. And, uh, you know, it's one of the things I'm pretty excited and passionate about because since starting a podcast, actually, we started probably around the same time. Yeah. Um, and it's been an absolute pleasure having you as a competitor <laughs> yes it's actually uh, so know, i found out what the real uh term for you you are a peer partner i found it out today you there know, we call, go peer yeah. peer partner putting on peer pressure yeah so but uh yeah that's awesome man like i i've i've been just amazed by the success of your show and everything you're doing and you know it's it's just one of those things that's pretty awesome to see especially somebody you know who is of a similar background to me which is really awesome uh, you know, serving active duty in the Navy uh, and, and starting a podcast and just, you know, leveling it up, like t- taking it to the next level, which is just super awesome. And, uh, you know, I've been doing the same thing and it's been super fun. And, uh, you know, being able to network uh, with you mm-hmm. over this past year uh, and, and realizing how small the Navy and how small the world is, right? You married uh, Amira, who is somebody who I served with almost uh, 19 years ago, I guess. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's just, it's just amazing how, how this all comes full circle. Right. And it's just been a pleasure, um, you know, and I, I appreciate you having me on as a guest a year ago, and I appreciate you having me on again today. Uh, so for those of you that don't know uh, who I am, that's, that's pretty much it. You can go back to episode 13. The, the audio is not the greatest on that because I'm a dummy and I didn't have my mic hooked up. Uh, but 
I don't want to rehash all that stuff, but I just want to say, Anthony, uh, dude, it's, it's, it's a pleasure, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. It has been a fun, a fun ride. Uh, it's been fun to watch you. Uh, it has been fun to, you know, see some of the things you post. I'm like, Hey, I need to make sure I do that too. And I even made a joke. <laughs> I do the I, same thing with you. I made a joke with somebody I just interviewed and I was like, you know, I'm not going to say which page on our websites it is, but if you go to a particular page on his website and my website, you can tell that we copied each other. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's been uh, awesome. Man. I think I, I've loved this. I love how I've seen everything kind of progress. And as we, we've started in the same space, but like we're finding out what things we kind of want to work on in that particular niche. And like, I didn't go in the direction of edit pods, but you did. And that's completely appropriate to what you're, what we're doing. Uh, and so I, I really like that. Um, so I really, I really gonna be excited about how you kind of break this down. So what made you want to start edit pods? Uh, what made you, what, what was the process on that as well? Yeah, right on. Uh, so great question. Uh, so I started edit pods because when I was, doing, you know, my own thing with editing and, and making videos and trying to put these episodes together, I realized it was very tedious and took up so much of my time. And when I started really getting serious about my podcast and really serious about the time I wanted to commit to it, I realized I can't sit here and spend six to eight hours a week editing an episode after episode after episode. And I found myself kind of falling behind maybe getting a little lazy and leaving some stuff in that I probably should have taken out and different things like that. It may have cost me some, some listenership possibly. I, I don't know. Uh, but what I can tell you is that I hired an editing team. And when I hired the editing team, it just lifted this weight off my shoulders. And I said, Oh, I've got more time to focus on other things like yep. marketing my podcast and sharing it on social media and pushing it out to other people so I said, okay, this, there's something here. And I'm like, you know, I want to be able to provide this service to other podcasters that are, are in a similar predicament to me, other newer podcasters, or even podcasters that are more established. And it's, it's a pretty basic service, but for the price, it's, it's really fantastic because you can upload your files, set it and forget it and go back to focusing on what's more important to you, which is recording more podcast episodes, doing more interviews, right? And spending more time with your family instead of sitting there and clicking away while you're editing uh, your, your audio or your video. So that was the whole premise behind why I started Edit Pods and put it together. Yeah. And so I, I think uh, you hit it on the head when it, came to, when it came to all that time that we spend on editing podcasts. Yes, you could put out crap if you want, you know, and people will be able to tell like, oh yeah, I could tell. Like that one episode I was I was featured on somebody else's podcast and you caught at the end that, that the end wasn't edited properly. Right. I'm not gonna say the podcast name, but uh just little things like that people notice. And so imagine if you did that throughout the episode, there was like a bunch of ums or you know, you're lagging and oh I can't hear you. What did you say? You know, cut a lot of that stuff you could cut out and really, you know, boost up the quality of that episode. To where it sounds professional yeah you may be only making 15 dollars off that episode but nobody would be able to tell based off how much how much effort you put into that uh that actual episode uh, to edit so it is it is pretty essential have you noticed a, a difference in your listenership or what notice uh could you even tell like how is that kind of gauge when you when you start to transition over yeah absolutely so when I started using an editing team, I noticed a huge difference right away. And I think part of it was the fact that I was sharing audiograms and short mm -hmm. videos and really pushing my podcast out there on social media. Like it, it was, I went from the point where it was, I, I spent all my time editing to now where I could focus on, Hey, I want to get more people to listen. I want to, I want to bring more listeners in, you know, that's where my focus is going to be now that I don't have to worry about this. And it's not even like, it's a crazy extensive type of like studio service, right? Where you're going to go in there and it's going to be like this huge production, right? The big thing is just cleaning it up, get your episode cleaned up, focus on what you need to focus on and move on the big thing is going to be consistency, right? And that's one of the things I noticed with my own show was being consistent. And the consistency, I believe, is what paid off. 
having my weekly releases, having my weekly audiograms on set days that I post. There's certain days that I post in different social media groups saying, hey, here's my latest episode. I use a social media content manager now. I actually have two different programs that I use that, that automates a lot of the stuff for me. And I can schedule posts, I mean, like two months out and just put all this stuff out there. And in doing so, I've noticed a significant increase in the amount of downloads of my podcast. And I said, hey, I want to help other people be able to do that too. So I started an actual podcast coaching service as well. And I've already taken on a couple of clients and it's been absolutely awesome. And uh, you, you can also get to that from, from the website. And that's part of you know, the, the whole process is just finding, finding what it is that's going to make you consistent and then consistently doing it, right? Finding that time that you're going to use to be able to put your information out there and don't be afraid to put yourself out there, right? And then be able to move on. Because if you're going to sit here and spend all your time trying to focus on perfection, and that was another problem that I had was I was huge on making sure I was taking out the uhs, the ums, the yes, the so's and the, <laughs> you know, any other type of pause that I do. Cause I'm, I'm a big pauser. I'm getting better at it, but there's still, it still happens. Right. And I would spend so much time trying to make sure I got rid of that. And I said, man, I'm, I'm making myself sound so unnatural because I'm taking out my natural pauses. So a lot of times it's okay to leave some of those in, you don't have to take them all out. Don't, don't, if it's overbearing, then of course yeah. you want to take, you want to take somebody's playing out. the um game on you. Yeah. 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 You don't want to, you don't want to have too many uhs and ums in there, but it's okay to have it every now and then for a natural pause because it's, it's, you know, it's part of your conversation yes. and part of the focus of the podcast and the way I like to host my podcast, especially with a guest is very similar to the way you do it. And that is to have a conversation, to make it very conversational and not make it like an interrogation. <laughs> you know, the, the big focus. And one of the things I always tell people that I'm, especially when I'm coaching them, when it comes to your podcast, if you're going to interview people, if you're going to have guests on your show, you don't want this to be inter an interrogation. You want it to be like the two of you are sitting down across the table from each other, having a cup of coffee or a cup of Joe, as I would say here with average Joe finances, right? Mm -hmm. You want to sit there and like you're having a conversation and you want to keep it at that level. And if you do that, you're going to be comfortable. Your guest is going to be comfortable and you're going to have a great conversation. And from a great conversation leads to a great episode. So first thing I want to, I'm going to go backwards on you. So you talked about not, uh, not making it feel like an interrogation, a conversation. And so one thing um, I was able to have a conversation about with super Julie Braun, she was episode, uh, I think she was like episode 61. And she talked about use to take the word interview out and just say, hey, we're just having a discussion or a conversation. Because to some people, interview is like very intimidating or it's ugh, so Q&A, right? Where it's, you know, hey, you know, let's, let's, have, this, let's have this conversation flow. So I, I try to take that approach. I try my best not to say interview, even though it's so natural, right? Um, but you, you see the difference when you interview people, how relaxed they, probably about 10, 15 minutes in, once they, you know, the conversation starts flowing, how very... Uh, comfortable they are so you definitely see the difference in that uh you talked about audiograms you talked about having more time to push out content right because the you started using the edit the podcast edit program you delegated to elevate you saw your podcast elevate because you de you delegated the one of the the one of the functions that you needed to do in order to be successful to some somebody else or to you know a group of people so that you could focus on your business uh, kind of like the concept you probably heard, you, you were able to work on your business versus work in your business. And now you saw growth. So I really like that being applied and, and it may be in a way that somebody can uh, relate to. Because sometimes usually when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about like real estate, but this is another concept I'm able to refer it to. And then perfection. Uh, I had I had somebody tell me too, like, hey, stop trying to push it. Don't wait to push your website out till it's perfect. Because I was trying to get my website to look like basically like bigger pockets. Like it was ready. Like I already got a login. You can log in with your Gmail, your Facebook. I'm going to have webinars too. And I'm like, I just need to put out 10 blogs at least. Not all of that. I'm not, I don't, it doesn't have to be pretty upfront. You will work out the kinks as you go along and you identify that as well. Obviously don't put out something that looks like it was made in 1993. Um, 
but at the same time, you put it out there and then you was able to work out the kinks along the way. And you, I love the way your website looks now, by the way, uh, how you've changed it. I know you put in a lot of work for that. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. And I, and I feel slightly attacked for the the comment about, you know, having your website look like it's from 1993, because that's probably what my website looked like uh, July of 2019 <laughs> when I first started as a blog. It was it was pretty rough around the edges, man. So, uh, yeah, I, I did. I, I put a lot of work into that website, uh, to both websites, right? Yeah. AverageJoeFinances.com and also Edipods.com. And I, I think it's important to have a, a very good looking website. It's still not 100% where I want it to be, but, you know, it's it's a work in progress. And I'm yeah. going to constantly work on it and get it to where where it needs to be, you know. And one of, one of the things that you had mentioned too, and, and I want I want to kind of go back to the whole uh, per- perfectionist thing, right? Because you know the, a lot of people are gonna you know sit here and, and say, well, you know, you want to have that professional quality and this and that and blah blah blah. Listen, I've I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I, I listen to some that are very professional sounding, and I listen to some that are not so professional sounding. And let me tell you something. <clears throat> Excuse me. To to me. It's the quality of the content that's coming out of that podcast versus the sound quality. I get it. Like, you know, there, there's, there, there is an aspect to that, right? Where you could, you probably lose, you probably could have had more listeners if your podcast sounded better, but your target audience, that's, that's what you need to focus on. Who, who is my audience? Who is the person that's going to be listening to my show? That's who you want to target. Does it matter? how it sounds? Maybe. Does it matter that the content I put out is relevant to what they're wanting to listen to? Absolutely. 100% yes. So that is, that is probably the most important thing is your content, right? And how you're, you're putting out your content. That the, the people that you bring on your show, your guests are relevant to your podcast. That you're not just bringing on any person. I've turned down several people from coming on my own show. I don't like doing it, but at the same time, you know, if it's not relevant to what average Joe finances is all about, then I'm not going to entertain, you know, having that because I run the risk of losing listeners because, you know, one, one episode where it's kind of like completely off topic can really throw somebody off. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that you can't do it. You just have to be really careful. You have to look at it from the perspective of you as a listener, that if you were listening to one of your favorite podcasts and one day they did an episode about coffee and they're talking about coffee for whatever reason, would you still come back after that? If the answer is yes, then, Hey, then you're good. Go, go with it for that one time. Not a big deal. But if it's, if the answer is ah, my typical listener is not going to want to, you know, hear an episode about coffee because you know, we're, we're one of those health food episodes and we don't, you know, we talk about healthy living and caffeine's the devil or something, you know, you, that's not something you want to do then. Right. So it's, it, it's, it's all depending on your audience and, and your particular niche. So that's, that's kind of where that's at. And so uh, I'm glad you brought that up because something that I did in order to protect the, the type of guests that I bring on and uh, obviously to protect my listenership was I took my calendar link off of Podbroker. Because people were um, we were going back and forth in conversation, but then they were adding themselves to the the um, my calendar, and then I would look and actually you know dig deep on what they do, and I'm just like, oh, this this person's not appropriate to where you know the direction of this podcast is going, or oh, what we do, period, on Rich State of Mind, and so I took that off, and that's why I, I think I was talking to you about I I built the contact page, can't contact us page, so you can go in there, podcast inquiry, fill out the form. And then obviously, if you once we vet you and, you know, you fit, then I'll send you the calendar link so that that way I'm not getting people filling up my calendar and I have to like say, hey, look, you're not a good fit to get off, get off my calendar, please. Like, <laughs> Exactly. No, that, that's perfect. That's the exact thing that I did, too. I, I have a podcast intake form and mm-hmm. that's what I, yes. I have people fill out first. And once they fill that out, I'll get an email saying, hey, you have somebody who applied to be on your podcast. And I generally try to get back to them within three to five days. Most of the people that have my podcast intake form link are people that I'd likely have on my show anyway, because I sent it to them. Um, I, I don't, I do have it public, you know, like on my actual podcast site, it says, you know, if you're interested in coming on the show, click here and it'll bring you to the intake form. So I've had a couple of people fill that out, but 
most of the time it's because I got an email from somebody or an agent who's representing them Mm -hmm. and I'll send them the link and say, Hey, please have them fill out this. And for the most part, like I already have a good idea of who this person is because they sent me a bio and told, you know, basically told me their story. So I'll usually send both links. I'll say, Hey, have them fill out the intake form and here's how they could schedule to get on my show. But as far as having my actual podcast calendar out there publicly, I, I did have that once and uh, similar to you had similar experiences and have since uh, not made that public anymore. And I only give the link out to people once, once I'm ready to actually book them. So yeah, that's, that's a, that's a very important thing and a good lesson learned, I think for both of us. I mean, I guess it's a good problem to have. You have people that want to be on your show. <laughs> uh, it's just that you have Absolutely. to kind of filter, you have to filter them. And like you, you know, people are emailing us like, Hey, you know, would like to be in the show think it'd be a good fit and so that does make it easier now where i don't have to be so much on Podbooker or um, some of these uh hub spaces where they have you know everybody looking for guests or hosts uh, so it's, it's been pretty it's been a pretty good uh cool growth to see that happen yeah absolutely you know and, and another thing i want to touch on i think that's super important especially for somebody who's a new podcaster is it's okay to, you know, to go out there and reach out for guests. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it definitely took, yeah. it definitely took me some time. And I know it took you some time to get to that point where you have people reaching out and, and they're wanting to come on your show. And, you know, I, I'm pretty sure you're in the, in the same boat as me right now, where you don't actively go out and look for people to come on your show. Um, I know I certainly don't do that anymore. Uh, people reach out to me and I have, you know, basically my, my calendar just gets booked all the time. To the point where I have to take breaks and and say, okay, I'm not doing any any interviews for a couple months, because I have you know enough episodes going all the way out until you know right now I have episodes going out until April like that that are ready to go. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. it's it's kind of wild. So, but the nice thing about it is putting in all that hard work up front gives me the opportunity to take a couple you know weeks or even a couple months of of a break from doing interviews. And I get the chance to focus on other things, you know, focus on my family and different things like that. But at the same time, I can also take that opportunity and go be a guest on other podcasts, which I've been trying to do more often now. And uh, that, that's another thing that, you know, to put yourself out there. It's super important if, if you're trying to grow your show. And that's one of the things that I recommend to my clients as well. Hey, if, if you're legitimately trying to grow your show, you need to be a guest on other podcasts in your particular niche, because listen, every show you go on or every time you listen to a podcast, what happens at the end on 99% of the shows that you're on, you always hear it. That guest has an opportunity to give a plug for their show, for their website, for their business, whatever it may be, right? It's your chance to promote yourself. And the entire episode is really a chance to promote yourself. So you know, the funny thing is I did two live events earlier today, and we kind of talked about this offline. And one of them was in a podcast marketing group. And, you know, one of the things we talk about, or at least that, that I was mentioning in there is that, you know, I bring a guest on my show and it's awesome because the people that are going to listen to my show because of that individual, I may have just gained a, a couple more subscribers. Right. But at the same time, that person who's coming on as a guest on my show is getting out to my entire audience, right? So they're getting that opportunity to get out there in front of everybody. Now, the first couple of guests that I've had on probably didn't have a large audience that they're going out to, but now, you know, people that are coming on my show now are getting in front of tens of thousands of listeners, which is absolutely awesome. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's, it's a work in progress, but, you know, in just a year, I was able to build this to where it is now you know, and, and very similar, you did the same thing. And uh, it's really nice to see like other podcasters out there that are, you know, growing so well, doing it organically and just putting in the hard work. So uh, I want to say to, you know, also to rich state of mind, hats off to you guys, because absolutely crushing it. Uh, Thank you. Uh, And you had me think my first 48 episodes, I did reach out to my guests. Uh, It wasn't until about episode uh, 50. Julie Holly, when um, it's it was people starting to come in and to uh, want request to be on, uh, whether it was through Podbooker or just via email, seeing the social media. So 
anybody that also wants to get organic people either checking out your episodes or to be on your podcast uh be active in the uh forms that are you know relevant to what you talk about or podcast forms period uh i think if if you haven't caught on to uh what we've been talking about yet as far as the theme the theme is to be engaged and i like cav how you talked about i did the same thing so i've recorded about 90 episodes so far the first 48 was people you know me having to reach out and the other last 40 have been you know people coming in or i met people through other people actually too and so yeah i'm out to about april may as well and so i was thinking the same thing the project that i talked about that i was working on offline to you don't want to say it on here but that allows me to fully focus on that when I have those three or four months and to build up my audience in, in the uh, in the niche that I'm particularly working on so that and, and family, because uh, I've been I know Amir has been very patient with me these last uh, three months. And so it helps you consolidate your time and actually be more efficient in my book, because I'm not great at multitasking, you know, or as Amira says, she says there's no such thing as multitasking. Uh, but I am pretty damn good at taking care of one thing at a time and being very efficient at it and making it pretty, pretty good. And so that's how I kind of break down. I've broken down my podcast growth and how to elevate because it allows you to take a step back, like bird's eye view. Once all your, you know, because you're just pushing, publishing your episodes to just come out and say, OK, look, what can I do next to elevate my podcast? All right. Uh, got the editpods.com I'm using. I think it's all right. How can I how can I monetize better this time? How can I maybe for my for my episodes instead of just going straight to the episode and, and introducing the, the the host? Maybe I have a pre roll that has a little bit of a a snippet of the episode before it starts, so people can hear a little bit, you know, 15, 30 seconds before I go into the episode and have some some uh, movie cinematic movie voice in, introduce me before I get in there. You know, spice it up a bit, make it uh, or have a nice launch uh, as well. So it does allow you some type of bird's eye view. And I, and I like that a lot. It's so funny how, you know, you and I are kind of doing things uh, a bit similar with that. Uh, but speaking of monetizing, what has been your experience with monetizing your podcast, getting ads, getting sponsors? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So thanks for asking that. So, you know, when I first started started off, you know, the, the big focus for me wasn't so much monetizing the show. It was more of, I wanted to get my message out there and I wanted to, you know, pretty much build my audience and, and share my story, <clears throat> right? Excuse me. So sharing my story and sharing the story of the guests that I bring on. So after a little while of doing that, I decided, well, Hey, I'm paying to, to have a website, I'm paying to host my podcast, I'm paying for this, I'm paying for that. You know, what, what about if I try to get a little bit of that back to try to make this pay for itself? So that's when I started looking at doing affiliations. And I started doing small like affiliate marketing on my podcast where, you know, different companies that I was affiliated with that, that I'd worked with in the past, I would build a link to their site and I would, you know, get a commission if anybody clicked that link and, and ordered a product from them or anything like that. You know, same thing with, with Amazon book links and things like that. Um, th that's one of those things that it's one of the quickest ways you can start monetizing a show uh, before you, you have a large audience, right? But as I built up my audience, there's a, a couple of things that I looked at. One of them is a program called Dynamo that yeah. automatically puts the ads into my show, uh, pre-roll ads, right. And post-roll ads. And it, it, you know, it, it has a good like metric or a good counter for how many people are, are listening to your show and, and, and listening at least to the ad. And the funny thing is my, my ads are being listened to three times as much on from, from what from what Dynamo is showing me, the ads are being listened to three times as much as what Buzzsprout is showing me. My my podcast is being listened to. So the thing is, is you know metrics. I'm finding this now as I look at this. I look at Apple metrics. I look at my Spotify metrics. I look at what Buzzsprout shows, and I look at what Dynamo shows, and I'm like, okay, 
None of these match. Why is that? Because they all use different data. And then if you look at like different um, different companies out there, like Listen Notes, right? These are the guys that are that are ranking podcasts based on their popularity and people that are listening to them. And you'll see some shows that are brand new, and you know maybe only have a couple hundred downloads, and somehow they're already in the top ten percent. You're like, hey, how does that happen? It's all based on the metrics, right? It's all based on the popularity in a particular area when somebody's listening to a show. So. I look at Dynamo and Dynamo is telling me over the past two months, I've had 54,940 hits, but over the last two months on Buzzsprout, it's showing me I've had about 18,000 hits, huge difference there. Not, not, I mean, less than half. So that's one of those things that it's kind of, it's kind of funny how that works, but at the same time, I'm trusting more the one that that's dealing with the ads because these guys are paying me based on how many listens I have. So, and then I, I, um, I pay for another service called Podseeker, Right. And I look at that and it tells me what the average downloads per episode I'm getting. And it's showing anywhere between 26,000 to 4,000. I'm sorry, not (laughs) 26,000, 2,600 to 4,000 per episode, which is really awesome. So it gives me a, a better general idea. And you have to look at all these diff- different metrics to try to figure out where you're really falling in at. Um, and it's, it's important to know these and be able to share this with people that, that might be interested in, in advertising with you. So now that I've grown to the numbers that I'm at right now, I started now, now I'm offering like a private advertising service where people can you know, buy different packages and advertise on my podcast. They can buy a pre-roll, a mid-roll, a post-roll, or even two different podcast sponsorship packages and, and their ad will be on my show. So the first day I launched it, I, I sold six spots uh, as soon as I launched my, my advertising. Um, and, and what's really awesome about that is this, this now is something that is completely organic and people can go to my site. It's averagejoefinances.com slash advertise, and they could fill out the form. And they can put the ad that they want to have in there. And I will read that ad in that specific section. Now I will tell people too. listen, I'll put any ad on my show that you want me to, if you're going to pay me, but if you want to be realistic and you want to actually get a response to your ad, it needs to be relevant to the niche that I'm in. It needs to be relevant to personal finances. It needs to be relevant to investing or real estate investing and, and things of that nature. If you're going to sit here and, and advertise, and this is something I talked about in the, in the live interview I did earlier today, I'm not going to sit here and, and advertise a bar of soap on my podcast because it's not what my listeners are really coming here to, to listen yeah. to, right? So it's, you know, it, it's important. I mean, hey, I'll do it still if, if they're going to pay me enough money. Hey, whatever, that's fine if that's what you want to do. But at the same time, I'm trying to protect you as somebody who's investing in, into me into my show that you'll actually get a return on your investment. Yeah. And this isn't just going to be something that you're dumping your money into. And I'm like, ha ha, you know, I got this ad money and you didn't get crap. You know, yeah, why is my conversion that's, rate that's so not low. the point. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, people, people pay for ads because they want to get in front of an audience that's going to be relevant. So that's one of the things that's, that's super important. So anybody that's looking to start advertising and monetize their podcast that way, that's the way you want to target uh, potential clients that might advertise on your show. You want to make sure you're targeting the people that are relevant to your show. Similar to what you were saying earlier, when it comes to growing your show, you want to post in those social media groups, right? That are relevant to your niche. It doesn't necessarily have to be that you're in the podcasting group, right? The, the average person that's listening to my show isn't somebody that's in one of those podcast groups. Yeah. It's somebody that's in an investing group. It's somebody that's in, you know, in a group that's talking about real estate investing and, and things like that. That's, that's what you need to figure out what your target audience is. And once you have that, that's when everything starts to unfold, including potential sponsorships. No, you're right. And to be honest with you, most of what I've gotten out of the podcast group is just something else that I didn't know existed that I could do with my podcast. Uh, and then also I've been able to add value. Like there was a lot of people that didn't know they could, they could add their podcast on their Facebook page. And so a lot of people had questions about that, adding their RSS feed, like, Oh, can I do it on my personal page? It's like, no, you have to add it to like a, a, a business page. 
And so I would say podcast page to potentially gain listeners, but mostly to, to get, you know, some information on what you can do to, to add value to your podcast or and to others. You know, you definitely want to give and give and take relationship and groups. Uh, but it's those other uh, groups or Reddit groups. Uh, Reddit's pretty cool too, as far as uh, I've actually seen some great um, people, a, a great amount of influx in my uh, stats when it came to my website, when I would share blogs or information of people going to my website from Reddit. So definitely look for stuff that's re- relevant to you. Don't go in there just posting a link to your podcast mm-hmm. and not saying anything. Uh, unless somebody's, you know, on our, on our page, on some of those groups, they'll just say, hey, post your link. And, you know, I just want to pick up a new podcast. But those other groups that is just specifically towards, hey, we're just into birds. We don't want people dumping a bunch of uh, their YouTube content and, and podcast content. If you add value in those groups uh, and just, put, you know, show them your, your expertise, they'll check you out. And then, and, hey, if the first thing on your Facebook or your Instagram page, it says, hey, listen to my podcast, you'll probably click on it. And then you'll probably see some listens um, increase. I know I've seen a change in my uh, my statistics when I was started do, engaging as well and sharing what I know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That that's super important when you're engaging and adding value to any community that you're in, right? You know, sure. I still I still post whenever I have a new episode. I post in, in several of the Facebook groups, right? And the the thing about that is I'm not <clears throat> I'm not posting in those groups to try to get more listeners, right? I'm posting those groups to show people, Hey, look, this is how I'm doing it. And this works, mm-hmm. right? This is how I, I run my podcast. And this is what's been working for me. And I'm getting paid to do this now. And you know, the, the beauty, the beauty of it is, is I'm at the point, you know, my podcast is paid for, right? It's, you know, the, the money that I make from it, it, it goes right back into the podcast. It goes right back into my website. And now I'm not paying out of pocket for this anymore. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm making a little more than that. So now that there's money that, that I get to pocket myself and invest in other things. So that's one of the ways of, of building it as, as a business. And you have to look at it from that perspective. Now, not every podcast is meant to be a business, but every podcast could be a business. Yes. It's just a matter of how you treat it and, and, you know, what it is that you're trying to do. Cause listen, I've seen podcasts in some crazy niches, right. That, that can go out there and make a killing. Like there, there's a, there's one that I, that I follow uh, with, with edit pods, right. So with that page, I follow a bunch of other podcasts too, just, you know, just trying to see what they're doing and looking at some of their content. And some of it's really funny. There's this one called the Furcast or something like that. And it's about cats. And I don't even like cats like that, but it's funny. And the way that they put their stuff together, it's, it's kind of like when they, when I, when they see those little clips, it's like, man, I almost want to listen to this episode and I am not a cat guy, <laughs> um, but it's smart marketing the way that they do it. And I'm pretty sure I haven't really looked at, like, looked them up, but I'm pretty sure they're doing quite well in their niche, right? Because they're posting in all these different groups that are specific to cats. So, you know, it's, that's, that's one of the things you just, you want to, you want to focus and you want to niche down on what your show is going to be about you know, like for you in particular, and for me in particular, for my show, uh, you know, we focus on personal finances, investing and, and, and building wealth, right? That's one of the things that's super important to us. And, you know, you and I are pretty much in all of the same groups when it comes to finances and real estate yeah. investing, you know, because that's, that's our target market. And, and we're not in those groups because we're trying to target them to listen to our show. No, we're in yeah. those groups because they add value to us and we try to return that favor and add value to them. And I think that's the, the key takeaway from this part here is just, you, you want to be adding value. You always want to be adding value to, to whoever it is that you're coming across because they're going to be the ones that remember you. They're going to be the ones that say, Hey, you know, this guy helped me out when I was looking at this and I go to his Facebook page. Oh, look, here's his link tree or his flow page and click that. Oh, cool. I could follow these different social medias or, Oh, I could, I could listen to uh, the podcast here. So I was looking at my stats for my flow page uh, this past year and it's, it's not much, but I had 906 clicks uh, this past year on my, on my flow page, which was really cool. And that means like people either followed the link that I posted or they went to my Facebook page and clicked the link in my bio or, they were on my TikTok or my Instagram page and they clicked the link in my bio. Not everyone's going to click like on your video, but if they go to your profile and click the link in your profile, that's more important than getting another like. 
because that's possibly getting you another subscriber. That's possibly getting you another listener uh, to your show. Uh, or somebody that can end up uh, providing, uh, they can get edit pods. Cause you got a lot of links. So you like edit pods, affiliation, you know, affiliate uh, link as well. There's so many possibilities after they click on that flow page on where they could go. And I like the fact that you have so many different services and opportunities that you could provide to a customer. I was about to say sailor for some reason. And, <laughs> and obviously, uh, obviously provides you the opportunity to help them in some way in multiple different ways. And so uh, the other day, man, I was talking to you about how you were, we were talking about something. I was like, dang, like you, you knock out a lot of stuff. How are you able to make the time to do so? Because we all have the same 24 hours in the day. What do you think has helped you be able to be such a, a one man show and be able to grow, which I've seen people do this with two or three people and you've been able to do it by yourself. Ah, yes. The infamous, uh, how do you make the time to do that? Well, one, I don't make the time. Uh, I, I have no control over that whatsoever. Like you said, we all have the same 24 hours in the day. So here's the thing. Yes, I, I'm pretty much a one-man show. However, comma, like I said earlier, when I was talking about how I started outsourcing my podcast editing to a team, right? Keyword there, outsourced. So I outsource whatever I can. So part of the profits that I take from my podcast, uh, from, from the ads and everything else is to outsource certain things, right? So to pay for my podcast editing, right? That's paid for. I outsource that. Uh, I've hired VAs. I have a couple VAs right now doing different things. I have a VA that actually does marketing for me of my podcast in, in different, different areas, different groups, right? Uh, I have, uh, you know, another VA that, that writes show notes. So it's just, nice. it's a matter of, of what you're doing, right? I outsource as much as I can, but at the same time, I also offer opportunity for anyone that wants to participate in certain things. Like for my blog, for instance, I've opened up to where I'm allowing, you know, anybody pretty much, if you want to write a guest post, if it's related to, to finances or anything like that, you know, or investing in real estate, you can write a guest post. And I've had several people reach out to me. As a matter of fact, we released a, a blog post this morning from the team at money.com. They wrote a blog post for Average Joe Finances and we nice. published it this morning. So little things like that is super cool. Now, that opens up an opportunity, right? Because now people go to my site and there's a backlink to money.com for them. And at the same time, you know, when you have these different backlinks, it helps your SEO and it helps you grow. And that's one of the things that's, that's super important is having backlinks and just getting on as many different pages as you can. And another way to do that, especially in the podcast world, if you're a podcaster, is going on other shows. You want to get on as many podcast shows in your niche that you can. Because guess what? When that episode goes live and those show notes are out there, and a lot of podcasts, you know, turn their, their podcast episode into blogs. I, I know I do it on mine as well in the show notes. That information about you is now in their show notes. There's a link to your website in their show notes on that blog post. There's a backlink and it's increasing your online presence and increasing the validity of you and your own show. So that's, that's kind of the thing that you want to, you want to focus on is don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Go on other shows, write guest posts for other blogs if you're into blogging, right? And just don't be afraid, again, like I said, to put yourself out there because it does pay back in dividends. I'm jealous because uh, money.com wanted me to write a blog for them and backlink to them. But when I asked them to, if I like, hey, well, I write one for me, they were like, no, 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 we're good. So uh, you got me on that one. And, uh, Something you, something you. Oh, my seen. bad, man. I didn't mean to one up you. Yeah, yeah, you did. So, <laughs> so it money me and money was pretty much like a stalemate. Like, all right, well, like you know, come on, let's do let's do each other here and you know make it work. Like, no, 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 you do it for us first. But I was like, oh my god, because you know, this is before Google kind of got a little bit updated. You know, writing a a standard blog was going to be you know two thousand twenty five hundred words for you to really have a nice staple post. Now, you know, everybody's attention span is a bit shorter. So it's like 750 words you want to do, maybe a thousand if it's really juicy. 
Uh, oh man, not not even man. I you know <laughs> five five hundred to seven fifty. You're good. So so five hundred. I'm like, oh, that's it. That's for me. Like seven fifty, a thousand for me is like the sweet spot. This is personally, but you're right though. No, you, you can get you away with five hundred words. You, you, you want five hundred words and a lot of pictures. You got you got to yeah. think of who's reading. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're definitely right. You could definitely get away with a five hundred word blog, and people are like, oh, all right, cool, cool, quick read. Uh, probably one minute read, and uh. And they'll be just fine. And the fact that you have so all these backlinks, which, by the way, if you want to really track where your track is coming from, who's going on your website and, and how that's increasing your, your listens, uh, definitely look at Google Search Console or your Google Analytics. Those two things uh, definitely help you kind of pinpoint because what you don't want to do with your marketing, with your podcast is shooting in the dark and not knowing what worked and what didn't because you'll find yourself wasting money. Uh, so have an understanding uh, of that. Learn those things. You know, if, if you feel like you're kind of behind the learning curve on that, go on Fever, look up a, uh, somebody who's, who does that for a living. And uh, I, what I do is, like, hey, man, you mind t- tell me a little bit about how you're advertising, how you are doing these things so that I know what to ask in the future or what to expect. Because um, you and I personally, we've dabbled and dabbled in our websites or in our uh, analytics, but I am not a master. I'm an amateur. Uh, by far, but I know enough of the of how the applications in order to know what to ask. And so all these things, don't expect to try to master them all, but have an idea so that you can uh, have your podcast grow because the Internet is everything and your podcast is on the Internet. So, yeah, absolutely. And don't be afraid to talk to other people and ask questions. I mean, I don't know how many times I've picked your brain and how many times you've picked my brain when it comes to certain things, when it comes to our podcasts, our websites and everything. I mean, I'm, I'm thankful for the, the relationship that we have because we've bounced so many things off of each other and talking about what worked, what didn't work. And, uh, you know, Hey, Anthony, don't do this. I wasted money. It sucked, you know, or you'd be like, Hey, Mike, this was really awesome. You should check it out. You know, so it's, it's little things like that. Uh, that, that is just really awesome. When you start building a really good network of, of people in the same niche, man, I'm telling you people share it's not, or, or at least in our niche, Right. Yeah, they it's do. It's something like that this. one time, man, that one guy did not want to give you the dynamo. And I was just like, what? Everybody shares in our, in our, uh, you know, community. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's, it, it's, it's wild, man, because, you know, you can, you, the thing is everybody's sharing with each other. They're adding value because there's so much to go around. You can't sit here and hoard all of it to yourself. And that's one of the beautiful things about the personal finances niche that, that I love so much. And, and one of the things that I love giving back to right now, especially when I can help out other podcasters, you know, it's just, it's, for me, it's, it's, it's like a passion project, right? It's just something that I really enjoy doing. And sure, if I can make a little money doing something I enjoy doing, why the hell not? Right? Because if you're doing something and, and it's bringing in, bringing you in an income, can you really consider that work? If it's something you really enjoy doing? I mean, so it's, you know, I, I enjoy doing stuff that, that I'm passionate about and, and, and bringing value to other people. It's, it's super fun. Yeah, it is. And I hope this episode has been uh, helpful to people, not only to, uh, for Mike, as far as you need to outsource, you know, outsource your podcast with, to use his editpods.com, but also how to grow your podcast and how to do it um, the right way and organically so that you have a fan base that's not kind of in and out. They, they can't wait to listen to your episode every Sunday when it comes out or every Monday, whatever time um, you consistently put your podcast out. Uh, and I say that, you know, because you want to have consistency with your podcast. Uh, don't don't have spotty episodes like, oh, I don't know when this when this is going to come out, because think about it like a TV show. You know that, you know, power was coming on every Sunday. I think for I don't watch power, but I think it was coming out every Sunday. You knew coming or you knew when the new season was coming out and it was consistent. So at the same time, same place. And so treat it like treat it like that so that your uh, listeners can expect it and uh, they look forward to it. Yes, absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. You, you want to, like we said, you know, this has been one of the key things that we've been talking about uh, several times here is, is the consistency. You want to be as consistent as possible. And so uh, where can we find you? Where can we go to editpods.com? Uh, because you have you have a if you go to the flow page, there's so many different ways you can help people out. So I want yep. people to hone in. What what do they need to be? What do they need to find you at? What's the best way to contact you? 
Yeah, yeah, sure. So for me personally, the uh, averagejoefinances.com slash links, if you want to, you know, follow me on social media and all those other, other things. Um, editpods.com is the main website for the podcast editing service, but also editpods.com slash coaching. If you're interested in, in, uh, in having me coach you for your, your own podcast, uh, definitely help you out with that. I do free 15 minute consultations. And in that free 15 minutes, you'd be surprised how much value uh, people get out of that. Even if they don't come back for more, that, that small little sliver of opening up their eyes on different opportunities of where they can go, where they could take their show uh, is, is, is pretty awesome. So uh, also for anybody that's listening right now, I think Anthony said he's gonna be able to push this out soon enough. We're doing a webinar, a mastermind slash webinar at the end of the month, uh, November 27th at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can sign up for that at averagejoefinances.com slash webinar. Uh, so anybody, anybody that's interested in, in signing up and learning, the, the theme of this is going to be monetizing your podcast. So for any of the podcasters out there that's interested in learning how to monetize your podcast, that's going to be the theme. It's going to be me and another uh, successful podcaster who's also a coach. And uh, it's going to be a 30-minute dialogue and then a 30-minute Q&A. Uh, and it does cost for the event. It's $30 for, for anybody that signs up. But yeah, it's just throwing it out there. It's a great opportunity to, to come and get some knowledge and, uh, and, 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 you know, let me add a little value to you for your show and what you're doing and, uh, be happy to talk to anybody offline as well. Don't, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Well, Mike, I really appreciate you, uh, taking the time and uh, I always, it's always a pleasure talking to you as well, going back and forth about information. And, uh, like I said, I really hope this was a big help. I, I think it, I know it will actually be a big help to people that want to figure out how they can, uh, grow their, their, their listenership. And uh, maybe also maybe start their podcast because maybe they are a blogger and, uh, yeah. you know, you want to kind of have a blog, you know, I guess the rule of thumb is have a blog once a week. So if you had a blog and a podcast, that's double the content you're putting out on a weekly basis. Uh, and, you know, you hey, you're sitting there usually maybe 30 minutes to an hour doing it. So it's not taking up the whole day. So definitely something to look into. But, yeah, thanks again, Mike. Absolutely, Anthony. Again, the, the pleasure is all mine, uh, as always. And I'm, I'm sure we'll talk more offline like we yeah. always do, because we're, we're a constant meeting of the minds. And, and yeah. I love it, man. It's, it's awesome. It's a pleasure, pleasure knowing you and, and networking with you, brother. And likewise. Thank you for sticking with us from the start of the episode. Please share our show with friends and family, visit our YouTube channel, and view more of our content on richstateofmind.com. See you next week on the Rich State of Mind show.